This show is brought to you by Creatively Disruptive, the marketing team behind your team. Check them out at creativelydisruptive.com. Again, that's creativelydisruptive.com. I don't want to be that coach anymore. I don't, I don't want to be the because I said so coach. I want the kids to be able to ask questions and ask me why. You know, okay, why do I, why do I need to do it this way? And, you know, I'll give them a reason and, you know, and I want them to buy into it. So I better have a good reason. If I'm telling them to do something, there should be a reason why. Are you ready for another mini show? Here's your host, my mom. Well, thank you, mini host. And please welcome to the show, Mary Wise. Welcome to the show, Mary Wise. Nice to see you again. Good to see you too. And where are you these days? Um, I am in Chanhassen, Minnesota. Just moved up here and uh, just started at Classic Gymnastics about two months ago. Wow. Okay. Brian, the owner, previously was doing the head coach duties and everything, and he has multiple businesses and is realizing he's not able to spend as much time in the gym as he was before. So he contacted me and said, hey, I've got a position I'd like to hire you for. Um, And uh, we chatted a bit. It seemed like a good fit. Um, so I have taken kind of that role over, um, primarily right now coaching optionals level six or 10 mm-hmm. and, um, we'll be kind of starting to get in a little bit more overseeing compulsories and stuff as things go on. Um, Brian is continuing to coach and be in the gym and, and have fun. And he's going to be the, uh, the, Hey, what do you want me to do today? Kind of, uh, <laughs> nice. kind of role. So it's been really, it's been a good transition so far. I think there's still more work to do, but it's, um, it's pretty great, actually. I'm really happy. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. And most people know you and your coaching resume because of the wonderful Adeline Kinlan that mm-hmm. you coach. Now, you had her when she was little, little, right? Um, yeah, I started at IGN when she was seven. Wow. So I coached her from seven until she left for college last fall. Wow. So you you really did develop that elite track for her, and you were able to see her off to NCAA as well. So that must have been really rewarding. It is. And so you and I were texting yesterday, and mm-hmm. I was curious about how things were going. And I I asked you if you had an elite program there, and you responded back that you'd like to find a different way to do elite. And my, yeah. my wheels started turning and I wanted to bombard <laughs> you with a million questions. And then I thought, wait a second, this should be recorded. So sure. can you tell me about that comment? Um, yeah, I think um, the, the journey was amazing and doing it without a line was fantastic. And she's a great kid and um, I have no regrets on that. Um, I realized knowing now, um, knowing what I know now, Based on, you know, basically with everything that we've been through the process, um, how the program at IGN ran, how everything kind of went through the stages, that I want to be able to um, kind of change it up a bit. I think there's a better way to do things. I think um, it's it's a lot. You know, any pro- elite program is is kind of all-encompassing for athlete coaches, everybody. And I think one of the biggest things I want to do if I, if when I do coach elite gymnastics again is going to be um, working on finding better life balance for both coaches and athletes and kind of um, making sure that nobody misses out on life basically. Mm -hmm. 
um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. And are you talking about a, a reduction in actual training hours or does it go a little deeper than that? Um, it goes a little bit deeper than that. You know, it's a reduction in training hours. Um, definitely, you know, trying to say, okay, you know, do we have to do 33 hours a week in the gym? You know, I think it's possible. And I think, you know, there've been athletes who have done it with less time, you know, Sean did it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's possible. Um, I want to have a different kind of culture than what I've worked with in the past. Um, rather than separating these kids out from the regular JO groups, I want to see, Hey, what happens if we keep these kids as much as we can with the level nine tens and with working on, um, keeping them in a team and in a team format and team setting. Um, I really have in the last couple of months been personally thriving off of the environment at classic. It is loud and energetic and positive and everybody is screaming for each other across the gym. Um, and I want that for kids throughout, you know, the whole thing, whether they're doing compulsory optionals elite and being able to get that kind of energy going the whole time. Um, I also think in terms of, you know, life balance, trying to give the kids more a chance to be kids, go to vacations, go on, you know, do things. I mean, that's stuff that Adeline never did. And that was one of the biggest things that I think um, resonated me, with me when she decided to do level 10 and um, went on a vacation with her family for the first time since she was little. Wow. And she came back and she made a comment of, boy, I can't believe I missed out on that for that long. Oh, and yeah, and you kind of go, oh, well, yeah, that, that that shouldn't need to be the way things are. Um, you know, also for myself personally too. You know, I went through a lot in terms of missing out on time with my family as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my dad being in a nursing home with um, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and I missed out on a lot of time with him that I can't get back. You know, this, this past Thanksgiving was my first time I, I was home for the longest time I've ever been home over Thanksgiving with my family. And, um, it was pretty fantastic. But the sad thing was, is, you know, my dad couldn't be a part of it anymore. So you miss out there. There are certain things in life that you miss. I miss a lot, missed a lot of times with my nieces and nephew, um, things about that where I prioritized my career yep. over my family and over really myself too. Um, and finding what I enjoyed outside of work and finding my passion, my personally, as opposed to helping develop the kids and helping the kids get to where they want to be and their goals are. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to parenting in that sense of, you know, they always say, they tell new moms this all the time. You've got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you assist the child. Mm -hmm. And in coaching, it's, I, I would imagine that's a very similar situation if you're not taking care of yourself and giving yourself breaks and allowing yourself to refresh, mm -hmm. you're not, you're not performing as well as you could as a coach. Yes. But there is that feeling and yes, things are changing across the board of this all or nothing though. That's, mm -hmm. that's how, that's how it was. It yes. was you, the more you do it and the harder you do it, the tougher you are, the better it is. And, and we're finding out that that's not necessarily true for everyone. Did, did any of this enlightenment happen because of the forced break of COVID? Did you start to realize that, oh, it's, they're going to be okay without being here a little bit? Yeah, it was a little bit of that. Um, it was that, it was, um, 
you know, just kind of reflecting and thinking as Adeline, you know, did level 10, went to college and everything too, of going, what kind of coach do I really want to be? Um, so there was that little bit of it. It was COVID. It was, um, just real, you know, like I said, finding my own personal passion, you know, now I'm doing five, six days a week of CrossFit and training really hard on that. Um, and realizing my goals are important too. Yeah. And, um, having honestly getting, forming relationships with this fantastic group of friends that I ended up having, um, at my CrossFit gym in Iowa too, and having them look at me and say, Hey, you know, you need a better balance. You need to do other things. You need to get out of work. You need to do, you know, all that kind of stuff and going, Oh, I really do need that in my life. You know, social life is important and being able to go out and, you know, hang out with friends on a Saturday afternoon is, is important, you know? Um, so it was, it was kind of a culmination of a lot of things all together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it just made me go, yeah, this, I, I think it could be done differently. I think it could be done differently and I think it could be done better. And I know there are people who are doing it differently. I'm not saying that there aren't other people who haven't already come to this conclusion. Yes. Yes. Or this realization, because I'm so, I know that there are, um, but it was a journey to kind of realize that for me, I needed to make a change too. Mm-hmm. Now, is your are your career goals the same though? I mean, is is and and I'm just assuming that coaching a kid through elite was a career goal of yours as well as a goal of that athlete. Is that still something that you're hoping to happen, or would you be still just as content to have a great balance and be working strictly with the the DP now? I can't get yeah that to naturally yeah. come out of. But anyway, the non elite track would you would you feel just as fulfilled? Yes. Um, it was definitely a goal of mine to coach elite gymnastics and everything. Um, and to get to that level. Um, now that I've done that, I'm like, okay, that's great. Um, like I said, there's, I, there are no regrets. I accomplished a lot of great things. We had some really cool opportunities, um, stuff I would not trade for the world. But at this point I am going, what is more important to me is to see, happy, healthy, well-adjusted kids who are set up for life beyond gymnastics. Because in the end, it is just gymnastics. And there's a lot of life after. And um, I think, uh, you know, I want to see kids who aren't afraid to use their voices. I want kids who are who have an opinion and who are willing to say, hey, this is really what I want to do. I mean, a great, a great example is just last week, one of our new level 10s, she's 14, she's going to be first year level 10 this year, approached me and she said, hey, you know, I know I'm doing this for my bar routine and that's what you have me doing. She's like, but I really want to do my Takaji in my bar routine. She's like, I know it's not really ready yet, but um, I really want to do it. I feel like it would be good experience for me. I think if I, you know, put it in a routine, then I've got to work on trying to get it. And it, and so she gave me all these reasons why she wanted to do her Takaji in a bar routine. And I listened to her and I looked at her and I said, okay, sure. I said, I want to keep the other routine as a, as a backup. I said, we got to do it once a week. I said, but other, other than that, I said, sure, let's do it. Let's go for it. I said, but then that way we still have a backup if we get later in the season and we need a qualifying score for something or we, mm-hmm. we need that. I said, so, so we'll have the backup. I said, but great, let's do it. Let's go for it. I like your reasoning. And then I thank her for talking to me. Yeah. You know, we need to be able to have the kids have a conversation with us. We need them to be able to talk to us and say, Hey, this is really what I want to do and not be afraid of it. And just the fact that she was willing to approach me was just powerful. And I 
was like, this is the kind of culture that I want to be in and want to be a part of. And this is more of what I want to see in gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you were not as approachable before? Um, I think that I, I think so. I would, I would, I would say yes. And I think it's more of the, the individual, like in, in a way, the gym culture, the elite program mentality, that kind of thing of like, okay, it's just coaches that we're, we're going to do what the coaches say to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that there were instances where the kids were afraid to bring up if something hurt or if, um, you know, if they had an idea or if there was a concern, I know that there were, the kids were, you know, generally a little bit scared and I don't want that to be the way it is. It should not be the way it is. It should be, Hey, this is what's bugging me today. Um, what can I do? Or, Hey, you know, my wrist really hurts. Um, what should I do? And, you know, is there something I can do instead of this number of bar routines or, um, you know, all of my flight on beam or whatever it's, it should be able to, it should be able to be a conversation. Yeah. But that's a trust thing too. I, mm-hmm. I think that that whole not being believed for injuries and this and that, that, that comes from a lack of trust that the athlete actually wants to achieve their goals and do the work. So mm-hmm. if they say they're hurt, you should actually go, okay, how are we going to go around this mountain then instead right. of you're lying and you don't feel like doing the work. And so you're faking your injury. And that's that mutual trust thing. They've got to trust that you know what you're doing and you've got to trust that they actually are are willing to do the work. And when they're hurt, then you got to help them figure out how to get around it. Um, that's that's still that old culture thing. It is. And it is. Absolutely. Easy to repeat for yeah. sure. And it's, I know it's hard. You know, we, kids see us as an authority figure. They see us as a parent figure. They ultimately, you know, they want to make us happy. You know, I think most kids, you know, who are in gymnastics are tend to be people pleasers too. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to rock the boat and they, they're, they're, you know, they can be afraid to scrape up, speak up just in the fact of like, I don't want to disappoint my coaches. Yep. Yeah, but whose gymnastics is it, right? And exactly. It's theirs. And that's exactly it. You know, it's not my gymnastics, it's their gymnastics and whatever they do, they have to take ownership of it. They have to say, this is what I need. This is what I want. This is where we're at. And I think there's a good way to, you know, more, have more of a partnership relationship, especially yes. as they get a little bit older, have more of a partner relationship than a, this is what you're doing right now because I said so. I don't want to be that coach anymore. I don't, I don't want to be the, because I said so coach. Um, I want the kids to be able to ask questions and ask me why, you know, okay, why do I want, why do I need to do it this way? And, you know, I'll give them a reason. And if, you know, and I want them to buy into it. So I better have a good reason. If I'm telling them to do something, there should be a reason why, you know? And that's what I said to, to Ella the other day. She's the one who asked the question. I said, and I told her, I said, you know, I'm glad you came to me and I'm glad you asked this question. I said, there might be times where I say no, I said, but I will always give you a reason why. And if I don't ask for one. So that was, um, that was our conversation. Yeah. That's wonderful. You know, it was great. Oh my gosh. It was wonderful. (laughs) So whatever, two years ago, maybe when I came to do choreography for you guys, you and I had a conversation. We were talking about precision camps and the zoom sessions that we do with coaches and parents. Mm -hmm. And you had expressed that you were really interested in developing something where you could connect with coaches who are aspiring elite coaches, Mm -hmm. really let them know what it's actually like. Yes. 
And so clearly this mentality that you've kind of shifted to has been there for quite a while because just the fact that you recognized that you wanted to do that shows that you were reflecting on your own experience and and also maybe you might have had these dreams of what coaching elite was going to be, you know, everything's bright and shiny and and it's not necessarily the case. And now you're being proactive about it, which is great. Is there anything you would like to share with coaches that are out there now that are aspiring elite coaches? I think um, the biggest thing I would say is if you don't know any current elite coaches, try to get in touch with somebody um, and talk to them and hear what their experiences are, hear what they've kind of gone through um, and what kind of work they're doing, but also keep balance in your life. Don't let gymnastics consume you. Um, Make sure that you have a hobby, something to do outside of the gym um, make sure that you have a social life, um, and, and try to, try to maintain and keep that balance because that is what is going to be, it's going to save you in the end. It will help you stay less stressed. It will help you, um, really be able to be effective in the gym too. Um, when you have something else going on, it is easy as a young coach to just jump in and go, okay, I'm all in. This is it. We're doing it. We're doing elite. I'm going to go. And, 10 years later, you're burned out because you did all in, which you do need to be in a sense, but you need to be all in when you're at the gym. You can still have a life Mm -hmm. outside of gymnastics and you can still maintain balance, you know, take vacations with your family. Your athlete will be okay with a week on, you know, with a week with somebody else coaching them. Right. Right. And, you know, that reminds me when you're saying, being all in and this is everything in my entire life is about this one job and getting this one kid or this one group to elite. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think of the coaches that are are so emotionally destroyed when one of those kids decides they don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that I think is a very, uh, a very important thing to keep in mind, not just on the elite track, but I developed this, I don't know, I would say probably five, six years into my, when I started coaching, I had a couple kids that left out of nowhere. One of them, the dad got another job and they had to move. And this was the kid that I was like, she's going to be the star. Another one was a preteen kid that I was like, she's going to be the star. And she just decided not to do it. And each time I was so, it was like losing someone out of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like a bad breakup or like, it, it was just awful. And I finally realized, like, wait a second, a little bit of healthy skepticism is actually a good thing. You yep. need to go in and realize that these are not your children. Yes. You yes. don't have control it's over the else's child. And at any given moment, they could decide they don't want to do it anymore. And yep. that is their prerogative. And that is not a diss or a slam on you. Mm-hmm. That just means they have their own mind and, and you don't get to control it. Or yep. Somebody could get a job and they have to relocate. So you kind of need to be ready for that at all times too. And I don't think that that's being emotionally detached. I think it's just uh, the best way I can explain it is a, just a little tad of healthy skepticism. Yeah, I like that. I like the way of thinking about that and thinking that way about it because, yeah, you can. I mean, a kid can leave at any time for any reason. And, you know, like you said, it's somebody else's child. It is not your child. And as much as we do love and care for the kids in the gym, because we do, I mean, you develop relations with them, the mm-hmm. relationship with them, um, you know, you love them to pieces, but ultimately it's not your choice what they do. Exactly. And you can't make them do anything. 
So you do have to have a little, that little bit of, okay, you know, I love these kids. I'm happy to be here. I love working with them, but you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. I love this conversation. Thank you so much for, for coming on and doing this. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we take off? Um, not that I can think of. I think that's kind of, uh, for this topic, definitely. Yeah. Sort of. Oh, don't worry. I'm having you back on. We're going to sing. We're going to watch <laughs> videos. It's going to be great. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Get ready. So yeah, for coaches out there, I think this is a really, really uh, powerful segment for people to hear. I think you're going to definitely reach a lot of aspiring coaches and, and hopefully give them a little bit of perspective or at least something to think about Mm -hmm. so that they can uh, have a healthy balance. I'm really happy that you are happy and that you're, you're moving forward and you've got uh, a great life going for yourself and uh, appreciate what you do for our sport. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. I guess I will say too, um, if people do have questions and want to ask, I mean, I'm happy to talk to people and happy to talk to aspiring coaches and whomever. All right. How can they find you? Um, Probably the easiest thing to do is going to be email me and just marywise22 at gmail. All right. I'll put that in the show notes so people can find you. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Awesome. Have a great rest of your day. All right. I will. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. It was a pleasure being your mini host today. Have you rate, reviewed, and subscribed yet? You think they should? Yes. Until next week. Keep thinking outside the box. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a nice day.